Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hello from the other side. That is an Adele song, and we've all been saying her name wrong, including just then. I'm going to tell you about that. Uh, Happy Friday. It is Friday, November 4th. My father's birthday is tomorrow, November 5th. He would would have been in his 90s. And this is the last time I'll be speaking to you in my 50s. That's it. (laughs) The next time we chat, I'll be over the big 6-0. Woo! Uh, and, uh, that is so effing weird. That is just so freaking weird. We got a lot of great topics to talk about today, including Biden and his speech about, you know, democracy being on the ballot and all these election deniers, what the horrible things that will happen if they get elected and on and on. He did that speech Friday after I did my show. Uh, or I'm sorry, Wednesday after I did my show. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and we're going to talk about the holidays because I guess they've started. Uh, Taylor Swift is all over pop music, but I'm going to tell you why that doesn't impress me. Uh, and something interesting about the, uh, Julia and Julia. A lot of you remember that movie. There was a great movie about a food blogger named Julie, uh, who wrote about Julia Child. Uh, and they made a movie about it, Julia and Julia. And it was a great movie. Meryl Streep, I believe, was in it. I think. I'd have to check. But a great movie. Uh, Well, we're going to tell you something very interesting about that blogger, and is it a conspiracy theory, or is it something we should all be looking into? Uh, I'm going to talk about that. But first, uh, (laughs) let's talk about this weekend for me. You know, why not? You're my loyal and faithful audience, and I love you. Thank you for being here through the years. Uh, People like Nancy Childs has been here since KFI and KGO and... Uh, this thank you all of you, just all of you who have grown up with me, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, this weekend, I, I leave one decade and I go into the next and, you know, Ember doesn't worry how old she is. She just ages and she's aging. And that's really her. You guys have watched that little dog from the moment I got her seven years ago. Now her birthday is in November too. Seven years. She'll be gone, you know, in a blink of an eye. She'll be gone. And I can't pre-grieve. That's in my mantra. I will not pre-grieve. She's here today. And before we start all these important topics, I want to talk to you about maybe one of the most important of all, your life. I mean, isn't that what all of these topics are about? Your life, my life, our actual lives? You know, first of all, we're, we're human animals. And as you age, you realize you're human. You, you really do because things start to change. Things start to fall apart. You have to learn to let go. So many people don't. They won't let go and they mutilate themselves to look hideous uh, or do all kinds of strange things because they just they can't let go. I see things in the mirror every day that I don't want to say that I hate, that I know that I have to get to like, because guess what? I'm aging. And, you know, unless you're going to be one of these people who goes for the severe surgeries and the bleaching of the skins and all of that, and that, you know, 
my idols have had a lot of surgery. And I don't know how I feel about that. Barbara Streisand has had surgery. They say she hasn't. She has. She's had surgery. They say, no, no, she's had everything that you could do except the surgery. No. I, I've, I've loved her since 1976. She's had surgery. Bette Midler, I just watched Hocus Pocus 2. I loved it. It was great. I don't know why anyone would say bad things about that movie. It was just as fun as the first one. Except... Bet looked a little, well, the part. I mean, she looked, she's had surgery, okay? And, you know, I these are people that I idolized. You know, I, I did Bet Midler and Drat. I will never forget it, you know? I lived as Bet Midler, you know? Boogie, 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 company B. I didn't mean Bette Midler, the Divine Miss Mess. That's who I was in drag. Ain't no secret there. I could out RuPaul drag race any RuPaul drag race person. I guarantee you. We did shows. We did numbers. We didn't do the splits and the cartwheels and all of that. We did actual production numbers. Chapel of Love. My Harlets had wedding dresses on one side and little skimpy one pieces on the other that were black with little bow ties. I had a wedding costume. I came out in a military outfit and did Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy with no pants, just fishnet stockings, honey, and a Marine Corps jacket with a belt. My Bette Midler hair. Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, company B, right into Chapel of Love. Ch costume changes on stage and I was singing at the top of my lung bells will ring so finally I just stopped doing drag and started emceeing the shows out of drag and singing Sylvester songs and that's how all that came to be really that was the, sort of the evolution of Corel. alright I just gave you a little mini evolution of Corel. I really did did plays and stuff in high school and college sang but basically just in the plays then came out in the 1980 into the gay world and immediately got pulled into the drag world and immediately started doing drag, did Bette Midler, and then started emceeing the shows as Bette Midler, uh, the Divine Miss Mess, got involved in the imperial court system, then AIDS happened and suddenly we're raising money for all of our friends who are dying and there's a billion shows and we're all, and I'm either emceeing or doing bet or doing bet and emceeing. And then suddenly we found out I could sing like Sylvester and suddenly I'm singing Sylvester tracks because they always released a 12 inch with, with uh, instrumental on the back. So suddenly I'd go from Boogie Boogie Bugle Boy to there is something I want to ask you, you know, and it was, a, it was just the best time. And our shows every week, we put our guts and our hearts into them. We had props, we had sets, we had costumes. It was so much fun. But God, it was also terrifying and hard, and we lost a generation of friends and, and all of that. Yes, I'm thinking a lot about that on my last weekend of my 50s because I realize today and every day that if we all... This is also cliche, God damn. If we all valued our actual life, our biological life, if we valued it more, everything would be different. Our entire existence would be different if we valued our biological life over money. If our being our, our being human 
was more important than money, everything would be different. Because as you age, you realize there are things that are going to happen. Ember is going to get sick and die one day, unless we have some sort of accident. I am going to get sick and die one day. It is going to happen. And as Ray Avila dies at 55, a, a promotions person from KFI, as we have other people dropping dead in their 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and all of that, just people dying all the time now from Leslie Jordan at 67 to, you know, as we have all of this happening, you don't get a second chance. Every day is performance and we all act like it's not. And I don't mean to sound preachy on this day, but you all don't take your biological self you don't take it for real i don't know how else to say that if you did you would all be vegan forget all the, the thing about saving all the animals you wouldn't want to be putting that terrible stuff into your body if you really liked your body if you really valued your body, actually valued it like your body, your physical body. If you valued it, you would care what you put into it as food. You would care. You act like people, instead you vilify people who care. Vegans, you vilify them. People who want, quote, organic. Look, that's crazy, but the, the whole organic trend comes from the want for better food, for food that isn't contaminated. If you really cared about your being, yourself, your actual body, you would care about the climate because you would know that lung cancer can happen to anybody from just breathing filthy air, that drinking filthy water can damage kidneys and livers, and that causes all kinds of physical pain. If you all equated every single thing that you do in life to taking a toll on this, an actual toll, giving a piece of your actual biology away, everything would be different. If you realized what stress did to your mind, you wouldn't work at the job you work at probably. If we valued our sanity, our actual mental health, then we wouldn't be working nine to five and we wouldn't be falling back this weekend. You have to fall back. You, we wouldn't be changing the time. All of this is bad for us, but we do it anyway. We act like, oh, we're human. We'll just adapt. No, we don't adapt. That's just it. Humans do not adapt quickly and we act like we do. We don't. How much of what you do every day takes the ultimate physical toll on your body until eventually it kills you? The stress from what? Work, money, politics. This election, it's taking an actual physical toll on me. And I know this now that I'm 59 and about to be 60 in just 48 hours. I know I need each and every one of you to realize that everything you do all day long 
Everything affects your actual body, your being, your your actual self, your skin. If you smoke, it affects your skin. It, it shrinks your kidneys. It does. It actually affects you. You know. Um, Cynthia Graff from Lindora once told me, if you ate a piece of chocolate cake and then all of a sudden it popped out on your hip from under your skin, just this, this bulge just popped out, you wouldn't eat the chocolate cake. But because you eat the chocolate cake and it just sort of dissipates all over the body as fat, then you eat the chocolate cake. You will see people out there, the queens especially, gay men, that spend so much time on their fitness and then they go out and drink and smoke. If their lungs and liver were on the outside of their body, they wouldn't do it. Everything you do affects your brain, your kidneys, your liver, your lungs, your heart. And you only have one of all of these things. And there aren't magic pills. And even being treated for a condition is not fun. Ask a disabled person. So yes, this weekend I'm thinking about what it is to be an actual human being. And what it is to be a human being is to be a caring member of the planet because you realize you're part of it. You're physically part of it. You breathe and beat the same as everything, as every bird, every plant, every animal. You are part of it. You're in it. And what happens to the planet happens to you, to you physically. You know, from the weather, the sun, the heat, killing people, it all, everything, politics, everything that we do in life affects our being. If it doesn't affect us physically, it affects us mentally, which then affects us physically. Every time you go on Twitter and you scroll through and you see all that hate and that anger, it affects your mind and it stays with you and it does things to you and it actually physically does things to you. If we realize that everything, every bit of hatred that we have, every bit of anger raises blood pressure, causes capillaries to break, causes stress to hormones to be released, cortisol to be released through the body. Every time I'm stressed, I get too many red blood cells, white blood, I, I, I become polycythemic, too much red blood cell, uh, uh, hemoglobin and hemocrit, and my absolute asonophils drop to almost nothing because cortisone, uh, cort uh, cortisol gets rid of those. So when I get stressed, my cortisol levels spike. They make me have too much red blood cell, which makes my blood too thick. And they get rid of things that help me fight infection. Asonophils. Why? Because I am flooding my system with stress hormones. You just don't realize that we are physical animals, that we are physically part of, physically part of all of this. And that it all affects us and we only have one body, one brain. That's it. That's why this urgency, I was told you I was going to talk about President Biden uh, and making this speech about, you know, I'm so tired of the Democrats talking about how democracy is on the ballot. If the actual democracy, 240 plus years of democracy, is about to be destroyed by Trump and MAGA, then that makes them an enemy of the United States. And A, they shouldn't be on ballots. They should be being out and being shot. And that's the truth. If they are truly enemies of democracy, if these people are truly wanting to put an end to the democratic process as we know it, as is America, 
by installing people and by taking over the courts. If if that's what they're really up to, then they are enemies and this is war. So stop talking about that the only thing that we can go do is vote. What kind of BS is it if democracy ends because not enough people voted? When do we fight for it? Actually fight for it. When does that happen? Isn't it worth fighting for? Well, how do we fight for democracy, Carell? I don't know. Revolution? Remove all the candidates? If a candidate's an election denier, just take them off the ballot, have the secretary instruct the secretaries of state to remove them from the ballots and not let people vote on them. Well, that will cause insurrection. So be it. I mean, we're so afraid. I went over this on Wednesday. We're so afraid of upsetting MAGA. Why are we letting these candidates on the ballot if they can bring an end to democracy? Just because they got enough petition signatures? So all you really need to do to end democracy is be good at collecting signatures or buying votes? That's it? No one's going to oppose you? No one's going to stop you? If you buy enough votes or get enough signatures that you can get candidates in that will destroy democracy and no one's going to stop you? Joe Biden, all you told us to do is go vote. That's, that's, that's it? And if we don't, then what? Then you're content to let democracy fall. Every Democrat appears to be content to let democracy fall if enough people don't go vote and show up to support it. Oh, well, I guess people didn't want it, so let's just let it fall. If it's worth fighting and dying for, which is what I've heard my whole life, what everyone that goes into the military hears, democracy is worth fighting and dying for. Why is no one fighting or dying for it? I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Why is no one being punished for staging a coup against it? And why is no one throwing out candidates, for instance, saying, no, you can't be on the ballot. You're an election denier. We're not letting you. Why, why could, what good is the Secretary of State if they, well, if the people want them. So you're saying that if enough people get behind a fascist that we should all be fascist then. That's what you're saying. And that's what Joe Biden basically said Wednesday, that if enough people get behind these fascists, that then we become fascist. That's okay? You're fine to let that happen. Oh, well, we couldn't get enough people to vote. I guess we're just going to become a fascist country now. That's what everyone is acting like. and That's why I'm afraid going into next week. The Democrats have acted all along like the alternative is still okay. That, well, if we lose and we all become fascists, that's, well, then, you know, we gave it a good fight. I, I, what? You use rhetoric. Joe Biden, the seated president, two days ago said democracy is on the brink of destruction. And what was his solution? Vote. That's it. Vote. Not rally, organize, you know, should they win? Don't let them take office. Our country depends, you know, we can't let them get to Washington. Our country depends on them not taking power. 
Do not, if they win the Congress, we must not let those Congress people be seated. We must prevent it. No, if they win, they win. They go, they take power, they ruin the country. That's that. Okay, well, we tried. Bye. We're rich, so it doesn't matter to us. See y'all later. We're going to go to Switzerland or Canada or, you know, wherever. Or we're, we'll live in a blue state. And, you know, we've, we've got enough money to wait. And we're not going to have abortions because we're old. And ain't none of us gay, so that ain't going to matter. And most of us ain't black, so that ain't going to matter. So, you know what? We gave it a good try. Hey, I'm Joe Biden, and I love y'all. I'm going to go retire in Pennsylvania. And you know, it's a blue state, and I'm a white guy. So it's all going to be okay for me. You know, might be a little harder for Kamala, but she does live in California, so that's another blue state, you know. Those of us out here in the real world, <laughs> oh, guess fascism won. Okay, sorry. You know, oh, I guess these election deniers took over, took office. What can we do? They got enough votes. What can we do? They got enough votes? So whoever has the most idiots wins? If that's what our democracy has been based on, then maybe it should fall. That whoever has the most idiots wins. If there's no sense of true right and true wrong, and if there's no sense of we must stop this from taking over at all costs, then what's the point? Really, what's the point? I mean, what? stop telling me democracy is on the brink of collapse if, you know, if we don't win at the ballot. You should be telling me what's going to happen if we don't win. Okay, if we lose, then in order to not lose the country to these people, here's what we have to do. There's no plan B. The Democrats are like, if we lose the election, that's it. The country's lost. That's it. That's their platform. If we lose the election, the country's lost. That's, that's, your, that's your platform. That's it. Vote for us or lose the country. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about the fun controversy of the day? So I heard the other day that someone stood up and asked Adele a question. And when they did... They said, Adele, like Dale, not Dell, like Ale, not Bell. So, uh, and then Dale, not Dell, Adele. Get it? Say it with me. I know it's hard. Just think of uh and Dale, Adele. Get it? Adele. Sort of like a Southerner. That old Adele. Oh, yeah, that's how she says her name, as if she was in Sorted Lives, as if she were Leslie Jones. Well, that old Adele, Adele, Dale, Adele, Adele, oh, Jesus, am I saying it right? She wants us all to know that we've been saying her name wrong. Has she been letting us say her name wrong? Now, someone named Carell, I know how that Carol, Carl, Coral, I get it. Pretty soon you're just like, just call me whatever, just, just as long as you get whatever right. But Adele. Wait, uh and Dale, Adele, not Adele. See, there's no L. It's not Adele. It's Adele. <laughs> Come on, y'all. I need y'all to do this now. It is not Adele. It is Adele. Oh, Adele, if you're watching here, I'm in Vegas. Please invite me to your show, please, because I can't afford the $10,000 I just heard the tickets are going for. Uh, and Taylor Swift just booked a date right up against your opening night. Isn't that horrible? Uh, Adele. 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 
Adele. See, whenever you want to say her name, just think it, just act like you are a Southern Baptist. Just sit there and be stupid for a second. Adele. Uh-huh. Or like you're her mama calling her when so Adele? Don't think Adele. Adele is over. It's Adele. It's the artist formerly known as Adele is Adele. What's Adele? Adele. That's <laughs> Look, it's in the news internationally. We've been saying her name wrong. It's not Adele. It's Adele. Why didn't she tell Oprah? Well, you don't correct Oprah, do you? You just, okay. And that brings me to my next topic. Oprah just released her holidays favorite things. Mariah Carey on November 1st is already out there in a red low-cut dress screaming high notes that annoy Ember's ears. Can I just tell you, it is not the mother fracking holidays yet, okay? Thanksgiving ain't till like November 24th. That is like weeks away. Well, it's always what? It's always several weeks from my birthday. My mother's birthday is November 28th. And I think it's Thanksgiving always three weeks from my birthday. Two weeks from, yeah, the 21st. No, I think it's the 24th this year. Oh, the Thursday after my birthday. The, the Two Thursdays after my birthday is when Thanksgiving is. So the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, plus 4th. Yeah, I was right, 24th. The 24th is Thanksgiving. On the 25th, you can have your Christmas lights. You can have Mariah Carey looking like a trampish elf. You can have whatever you want, okay? You can have your Ryan Reynolds movie, Spirited, with Will Ferrell. You can have all of that. And when can you have it? When? Say it with me. November 25th, Adele. Okay? You cannot have it November 1st, November 2nd, November 3rd, November 4th. No. No. No holidays. Best Buy is having a pre-Black Friday, Black Friday sale. It ain't Black Friday till November 25th. And then it's a dark, dark Friday. Might be a dark Friday after. Might be a dark Wednesday, November 9th. Forget Black Friday. We're going to have dark Wednesday after the election. So, look, I'm sorry, Mariah. I'm sorry, everybody. Regina Bell's Christmas album's already out. We already got Christmas albums dropping. Christmas albums. First week in November, we got Christmas albums out there dropping from major art. No. No. Christmas albums come out when? November 25th. How hard is it? The day after Thanksgiving is when Christmas starts. That's it. God, these people, it's already out in all the stores. By the, you know by the time it comes to actually buy your Christmas decorations, everything's gone. Because people have been buying it since October. The hell's wrong with people like Christmas? Such a damn good time anyway. Everyone acts like, oh, I'm ready for the holidays. What? What are you ready for? I, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to, to what? Being around family that's broke as hell? COVID's going to be soaring again. Now there might be Delta Cron, which goes back to the lungs. So now we might have people on respirators again. I told you about the Julia and Julia blogger, and I had news about her. She died of a heart attack at 49. The woman, the blogger that inspired the movie Julia and Julia. She's a food blogger. She just died at 49. She just had COVID. There's an increasing number of people that are dropping dead of heart attacks after having COVID. I don't think that's a conspiracy theory. I think that's a fact. When a 49-year-old drops dead of a heart attack after having COVID, it tells me, 
And they're all, well, she ate fat and she ate this and she ate that. Yeah, but still at 49, uh uh-uh, no, no. It makes sense. Occam's razor, all things being equal. She had COVID and then she has a heart attack just weeks after recovering from COVID, as many people have. COVID is not something to take casually. It's not something to mess with. So what are you looking for these holidays? Maybe getting COVID? Holiday, you know, the seven, I I told you this on Wednesday, the story came out on Thursday. The seven major food corporations, guess what? Record profits, all of them, record profits. But yet you're paying more and more. So as groceries, these these holiday meals are now going to cost you so much more money. So what are you looking forward to again for Christmas? Christmas presents you can't buy because you don't have the money to buy them or debt you're going to incur so you can get the presents? Mm-hmm. Well, I am Carell. We'll be back on Monday. No, Tuesday. Monday's my birthday. Be who you want to be. Sloan doesn't hurt anybody. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. I'm going to try. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Carell Cast app free at the app store of your choice now.